We are speaking with the one and only uh, Robin McCauley, a singer extraordinaire. The new album, Standing on the Edge, available May 7th, wherever good music is sold, streamed, or whatever. And as we say in Montreal, bonjour, Robin. Comment allez-vous? How are you? I am doing good. Thanks for having me. Happy Friday. Yes. Recording this thing. Recording this on a Friday, but uh, let's get started with uh, Standing on the Edge. So you've done Black Swan. You, you of course, did the Shankerfest stuff. Um, what got you to the point where you said, okay, it's time to be Robin. It's time to be my voice, my message, my, my vision. Uh, talk to me about sort of coming up with the solo album. Uh, you kind of have to thank the record label Frontiers for that because... Um... Yes, we released Black Swan 20, uh, February 14, 2020. Yep. Great um, record, by the way. Thank you. And then suddenly it's March and the world says, hey, we're going to stop and get off here. Uh, and we're not going to tell you when we're getting back on. And we're still kind of one, one leg on and one leg off. And um, so here we are in this uh, weird situation. And the label called and went, hey, how about to keep the momentum, you do a solo record? And I went, how about I don't? Uh, because I really don't see myself as a solo artist, dude. So um, I really wasn't too tweaked about it. I, I can't um, Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, sorry, but I mute myself during these oh, things. Okay. But, but why don't you see yourself as a solo artist? I, I got to pick up on that before you continue. Yeah. Um, very easy, Mitch. Who the hell wants to listen to a Robin McCauley solo record? What would no. it be? What would it consist of? Um, how would you go about it? And does anybody care? <laughs> I don't mind facing the truth. Here, well, that, that, that's a question. Okay, I'll give you that. But but I want to hear it to it. And I'll tell you why I want to listen to it. I want to hear soaring vocals. I want to hear great melodies. Uh, I want to hear... Uh, and I don't know if this is an insult, but I want to hear sugar, sugary sweet songs. And, and that's what you deliver. You deliver very great, well put together um, melodic rock. And that's that's what I like. So that's what I want to hear. And that's why I want to hear what you're doing outside of Black Swan and outside of Shanker. I want to hear a oh, well you. put together melodic rock record. And oh, I've heard you. this record and I've and that's what we're hearing. So. Uh, thank you. You know, they said, oh, just give us more Robin McCauley. And I'm going, dude, that is so boring. And it's like more of the same and, and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I kind of, you know, um, uh, took myself to one side and I went, oh, my God, I, I don't know where to start. So because of what they sort of said, well, more of you, I thought, OK, so I keep getting the question asked, will we ever see another Grand Prix? And I went, oh, I just was talking to Phil on a Schenker Fest in France 18 months ago. Let me call Phil. Gave Phil the scenario. And he goes, I'll send you a couple of ideas. And I worked with Howard Leeson in, uh, in Vegas. Yeah. And Howard and I are good buddies. I called Howard. And I went, hey, dude, give me a black company, uh, bad company song. <laughs> right? <laughs> Howard, start, Howard starts laughing. And he goes, I got a couple of things that are not finished. I'll send them to you, pick what you want, work with it, do whatever you want to it. Then I talked to uh, Tony Franklin and Tony and I worked on a couple of tunes, uh, submitted them, they didn't get picked. 
Um, and Tony said, why don't you call Tommy? Tommy Denander up there in Sweden. Um, yeah. You know, Tommy is, he doesn't need to work. With, he doesn't need to work with me, right? He's been on a on a thousand albums that oh that time. Oh my god! And of course, <laughs> you know he's picked up all his gold and platinum right now with Alice Cooper's new record. You know, for yeah. co-writing and producing. So, so you know, you know, then you put this guy, and I'm going to excuse me. Can you write a song for me, please? <laughs> you know, um, and the co the connection there really was because, uh, you know, Tommy had worked with the great and late Jimmy Jameson from uh, Survivor. Yeah. So there was another connection. So now I got a little bit of. Of, of that sort of stuff going on. And then Alessandro Delvecchio, of course. Uh, uh, Frontiers, yeah. Frontier By the way, I, I've got to say your uh, Eye of the Tiger on the, um, uh, uh, what's the name of the effects, the, the, the thing that you work with, um, the, the, the uh, rock, rock show. Rock Vault, yeah. The Rock Vault, the, the, the Rock Vault put out a couple of CDs that, are, that you're yeah. on, and that version is so good. Oh, thanks, <laughs> that version is so good. But, yeah, but thank you. So Alessandro sent me maybe, I don't know, maybe about a dozen songs. Um, he's mixing, he's going to be producing. Uh, then he got into the co-writing part of it. And of course, he's in lockdown in Italy. I'm here in LA. And we're thinking, how the hell are we going to get this done? Um, I worked on, you know, after about, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 songs. We picked 11, 12. And... I did some, uh, I did all the vocals, all the lyrics, all the melodies. I did a rough vocal, sent it back to him. And I said, I can't record vocals at home. I need a studio. And of course, now we're back in the, where are we going to find a studio in this time? Um, right. And so locally, fortunately, uh, it was uh, uh, Jeff Scott Soto, actually, that uh, recommended oh, wow recommended uh, Andy Zuckerman and he goes, I recorded with Andy, you're going to love it. Call him, see if he's got some time. And he goes, absolutely. I can only work in the evenings though, maybe two nights a week. Will that do? Maybe maybe a Sunday. Um, Talk about the and, creative uh, process being yeah, stifled. You know, can you work between uh, five and six? That would be yeah, great. It, it actually, it's true. It was actually seven to nine. Seven to nine. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and sometimes on a Sunday. And uh, he goes, you know, we have to follow the calls you know and it's a home studio and wear the mask and I went well so Andy was fantastic um there was just me and him he sat you know the most most of the time I all I saw was his back back of his head with his mask on and he took his mask off right at the end we took a selfie and I went yay <laughs> he, he's there and so um Alessandro, of course, as I said, is in Italy, so he was planning to Skype with me every time I would come into the studio. And I went, dude, you are nine hours ahead of me. So that's like, what, four in the morning? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not dealing with you at 4 a.m., right? <laughs> and, uh, of course, if you, see, if you see all the stuff he works on, it, it's a given that he never sleeps anyway. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, um, so I went in with my blueprint, Mitch. I knew what I was going to do. Poor Andy, of course, has now got the music stems, very basic tracks, just, just drums, bass, and rhythm guitar. No keys, no nothing, no lead breaks. Um, and I'd call Andy in the morning of the, of the day and say, let's work on number six, number two, number, you know? And so he'd bring it up on the board. I'd come in and he goes, I'm ready to go. You ready? And I go hit record and we'd get onto it. And 
usually by 8.30, 7, you know, I had a two hour window. That was his time. And I'd be probably done with backing vocals and everything. Like By the way, it, it, it's funny that you say number two, number six. I was afraid you were going to ask me which songs I like on the album. And I was like, and I was <laughs> no, like I oh, Christ, I like I number four. And I know I like. So. So, yeah. So I like uh, Do You Remember? I like Late December. I like Standing on the Edge. And I like the other ones. But but I was like, OK, I can't be going number two, number three, number four. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all he had to go on because it, they had no titles. Right. You know, and he didn't know all he all he knew was that Alessandro sent him the tracks in and they had no titles. Well, uh, let me ask you this, because yeah. you were reticent to do this. You said, oh, let's be honest. Who wants to rob him? Are you happy with the result? Are you like, yeah, this is this was worth the effort. And does it do you think, OK, I'll do a second one if they ask next year or or in two years? You're I mean, funny. well, um, are, are, you yeah. know, once I got into it. Yeah. And, and I started putting it together mm -hmm. uh, and and I worked on, uh, you know, they gave me the opportunity to um, come up with the artwork, the concept at any rate. And once I started putting that together, I, I completely dug in and I'm going, OK, it's going to be great. You know, I don't know who will listen, but it's going to be great because I'm doing now what a little bit of everything of me and uh, the production is great. It's it's got a it's got a very modern today feel. It's still a classic rock record. Um, and it's me. That's what they wanted. You got me. What do you want me? You got me now. And um, yeah, I was a little reticent in the beginning, but I'm totally happy that I did it. I, I, I mm. love the fact that we got it done. And, yeah, and track four is great. <laughs> Too Too no, but I, but I gotta ask you though. I mean, you are using essentially the Frontiers house band, which, yeah. and I don't mean that in a disparaging way, but that's but but that but that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, did you still were you still able to get your vision out of there, or did the record company say, "Listen, we hired you. You're going to give us this product." Is it a Robin? I mean, did you? Is it? Does it come from your heart? Is that, I guess, that's the proper way to put it? Because they have okay. no control. They okay. have no control over my, uh, once I start singing, they have no control of that. That's me singing. They okay. have absolutely zero control. And I'm a, I was at of the microphone. And right. uh, obviously, you know, you know, it's all in the mix, man. You know, um, yeah. I wrote the lyrics. Um, the, I, I, I was left to it. Um, lockdown, I'm at home. And I was struggling a little bit and I'm going, I have no idea what to do here. Once, once I got, I think Standing on the Edge was the first one that I actually put to bed. And once I got that under my belt, I just, I, I just started to get into the groove, no pun intended. Right. And, and I started, I went, okay, I know what to do now. I can put a shape on this. And I tried to create, I love to read. So I try, I, Tried to create the book scenario, beginning, a middle, and an end. Standing on the edge, we're on the precipice of change. We can do this. We can forward. And I was still thinking at the same time about the, the cover artwork. You know, I was thinking, how would I see this? If I was a gargoyle, how would I see this from above? If I was the gods up into heavens, how would I see this? And I'm trying to look down and take a, a view of how we've really messed things up here. And and look at the mess we're making in this pandemic. What's happening to us? We're coming out of the out of the sewers like cockroaches here, and we're just we're going at each other's throats. And it's like, dudes, 
we're supposed to be helping each other here. We're, this is not what's supposed to be going on. Yeah, haven't, and, haven't we learned a lot about humanity uh, during this? I mean, oh God. Okay. So, so not all, all good. These, not all good either. Yeah. I'm thinking all of this stuff and I'm thinking, okay, we're standing on the edge. We, we really need, by tomorrow, we need to change this. And so by the end of the record, with running out of time, I'm kind of asking myself on the record, did we do it? Did we do it in this in 11 songs? Did we, did, we, did we sort out the world's problems? And then in the middle, of course, you have tracks like Runaway and, and Want to Take a Ride. I'm starting to get a little bit melancholy and a little bit more lighthearted and a little bit more summery. And then I come back to business. So I'm, I want to make a, a journey, my journey, you know? I want to leave the house, get into the car, go to the beach, want to take a ride, let's go. You know. Now, now, now having said that, this is not a concept record in any way, shape. No, it is, no, it is not. No, no, okay. It, it's I, just, I I, it's I don't like concept albums. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and as I listened to it, I, I didn't sense a concept, but, but what I did sense was what you were saying. I did sense a whole album. It wasn't just 11 single songs that you could parse out and stick on iTunes. And yeah. uh, the, the, you, you do sort of have to listen to the whole thing. Was that important for you? To because you know in this day and age, the concept of albums is sort of like eh, you know you put four yeah. singles of yeah 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 uh, was it important to have an album and not just a collection of songs if you understand yeah, the, the wanted, nuance? I, no, I wanted I wanted I wanted I kind of said to myself, Mitch, if you're asking me to do this, okay, right. then then at least at least give me the time to think of doing here, and as I move from one song into the next. I want it, I want, where there's a, a, a tie-in with lyrics, I want it to sort of, definitely not a concept, but I want it to, one song to mean something to the other. I'm asking a question in one, will I answer it in the next song? Will I get to the end and I'm going, this was a good, this was a good book. I, I enjoyed reading that book. And yeah. that's kind of all that I wanted to do, you know? Um, and then of course you, you send it out to the label and they will sit there going, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> you know, I have no control over that. They can uh, go, yeah. what a bolt, what a, what a load of shit, you know. <laughs> Dude, oh, I asked you for a record, not this. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, but listen, it, it turned out great. I, I think fans, once they get to hear it on May 7th, will will be completely thrilled by this. Um. I want to dig back just a little bit. I'm not going to do the whole uh, uh, Shanker thing, but you did re-release Anytime uh, as a single on iTunes, actually. And I'm trying to think when it was. Uh, probably about four years ago. Already. Four years, yeah. I was thinking two, 216, I think, right? Yeah, something like four, that. Yeah. 2016, I should say. Yeah. Um, first of all, what compelled you to do that? And is that something that we could expect in the, in the future where you will start taking uh, bad boys and... Uh, uh, when I'm gone and, and, and maybe start doing that? Or, or do you say, yeah, no, that, that was that, fun. Um, you know, again, a lot of people, really, a lot of people say, hey, dude, I can't find Macaulay Shanker on iTunes. I can't find it. Right. Well, you know, when we recorded that in 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, whatever it was, um, I don't know why uh, EMI, the, the, the mother label, I don't know why them and or Capital um, never put that stuff up on iTunes. They never made it available. And so when I was... Uh, we 
you venture a guess? Maybe it has something to yeah. do with Michael. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. I don't even know he was. No, not him. Not him refusing, but they probably he he probably was a pain in the tookest. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So so you know. Uh, um, no offense. No, throughout the Vegas show, people yeah. would come up to go. Why don't you have any time in the set? And I go because that's not the kind of show it is. It's not about the songs that I sing. Right. You know, it's it's the history of rock. Blah blah blah. And I I, I haven't made it that far yet. Right. So they would always ask about any time. So. The writer of the song was Steve Mann and myself. Michael actually didn't write the song. Right. So I talked to Steve, who who lives in Germany, and I said, what should we do here? Because it's definitely on iTunes. It's probably never going to be. And Steve said, easy. We just re-record it. Yeah. Just exactly like it was. We wrote it. We can re-record it exactly the same. And he says, obviously, Michael played part of the lead break on there. So play Michael's lead part, it'll happen. You're, you squelched there. Who played part of uh, Michael's lead part? Oh, no, you froze. So I will uh, I will see if I can get him to reconnect. But uh, until then, that, uh, folks, was uh, the one and only uh, Robin McCauley. The new album is Standing on the Edge, available May 7th, 2021, where all good records are sold. And I guess... Uh, we weren't meant to talk about uh, Robin. Uh, we weren't we weren't meant to talk about Michael Schenker because uh, I don't know the the gods are looking down upon us. But uh, I will uh, I will sit here for a couple of minutes and see if uh, Robin uh, reappears. But uh, that said, what what a fantastic album! I have to say I, I really enjoy the uh, I really enjoyed listening to it. I think it's great and. You know, if, if you're a fan of uh, Perfect Timing or of Save Yourself or even the MSG album from, from back in the day, you are going to be pleasantly surprised by this one. And, and in fact, you will you will absolutely love uh, what he's done. And uh, jokingly, we're, we're talking about song one, song two, song three, song four. But um, there are songs on there late December. Do you remember standing on edge? Supposed to do now, which, well, if I start talking about the classic sound or classic, you, you might think I'm exaggerating, but they they really are worthy of consideration. Let's let's put it that way. We'll we'll use a euphemism, uh, worthy of consideration. And I really think if you if you give this album a a, a try, mm -hmm. you will really love it. There we go. Uh, there we go. Uh, welcome back, folks. We are uh, back with Robin McCullough. We have switched from Zoom to Skype because the technology gods have, uh, well, told us to. So there. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the gargoyles. It's the gargoyles. Uh, it's yeah, the it's, gargoyles. It's, they were like, "You want to take a ride? We'll take a ride." They're they're, they're standing on the edge, man. They're watching. <laughs> yeah, they really are. So we we were quickly uh, to recap. We were talking, of course, about standing on the edge. The album out on uh, May seventh. And we were talking about any time the the reworking of that, and would that lead to to further reworkings? But you were telling about Steve Mann, who co-wrote this, and he said, "Let's do it." So yeah. let's just pick it up there real quick. Yeah. So we we re-recorded it um, um, and put it up on iTunes, and uh, then more people and more people started going, "How can I get the rest of the stuff?" 
So that would get back to um, that would get back to Michael and myself uh, re-recording. I don't know if he has the time. I never approached the issue, um, but one thing's for sure: EMI and or Capital both um, have not made any of the uh, Macaulay Schenker available. Yeah, which I, is ridiculous, by the way. Um, I, yeah, I have no idea uh, um, why. Uh, so, so yeah. Well, the, I mean, the educated guess is when it's not available, it's some kind of internal politics and nonsense stuff. I mean, you know, whatever. So I just re-record it. Listen, you you put out Unplug Live uh, a few yeah. years ago. When did that come out? Let me I have my my facts. Here. That's a long time ago, too. Uh, ninety two. That came out in ninety two. I yeah. would be down for you guys doing getting in the studio or getting into whatever uh, computer send MP three mode. And yeah. send it back and forth. Him on guitar, you in vocal. Lay it down and just and, and send it out there. I'd buy it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. There's definitely enough material to do that. And, yes. Uh, and you could take a fresh approach to it. You know. Well, you would have to. Later. You'd have to. You can't cookie cutter it. You'd have to have a fresh approach. Yeah, and and uh, I, it would be a lot of fun. It'd be great fun. Yeah. And it, it would be great uh, for the fans. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I know. You know, Frontiers loves doing that kind of stuff. So who knows? I right. might talk. To, I might talk to Serafino and go, "Hey, <laughs> yeah." You know, and on uh, on the original, uh, what you called here, the uh, Unplug Live, you did Doctor Doctor Lights Out, a natural yes. thing. Yeah, yeah, huge cross section of the of, of of that. Always have to do the UFO stuff, son, and some of my favorite stuff to do. You know, that said, and and I don't know if I want to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think that other than Phil. Uh, Mog, I, I think you're the one that hits the uh, the UFO stuff the best. Oh, thanks. You know? I, I have a, I have a lot of fun doing it. You know, you know, one of my things, Mitch, is is uh, so this, I might I might rub people up the wrong way. Yeah, I don't I don't like songs bastardized, and yes. I hear some I hear some people singing the UFO stuff, and I'm going, that's not how it goes. Come on, keep the integrity of the song here. Well, at um, least keep the melodic pass or the or the melody keep going. It, keep it, and and I do, I do my level best to to adhere to that because the songs mean a lot to me, and 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 if I'm listening to it as a fan, I'm going ah, that's dreadful. <laughs> yes. You know? So I kind of like to keep it, keep it like it, keep it like it was. That's what I like to do. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I totally agree. It's uh, leave it alone. It works perfectly well. It's a great song. You, you don't need to be messing this up. No, yeah. and and yeah, no. Anyway, I hopefully you and Michael could could get to something because I, I think there's a market for it. I think the fans love it. And and when you look at uh, Immortal and Resurrection and all the stuff that he's done, re and uh, Michael Shanker Fest. I mean, yeah. come on, that was one of the greatest concerts. I mean, what a concept. I mean. <laughs> You you take uh, Kiss or any of these bands and you'll say we're going to have the original members come in on the thing. We're going to have the original singer. We're going to, and it, it's it's just like gangbusters. It's just like wow, yeah. that's that's such a brilliant idea. So it is. I, I, I will not be surprised if more people uh, start doing that because there's enough bands now with former members. Yes, uh, and and I think it'll make for a very interesting concert that. Uh, you know, thanks to Michael Schenker. I mean, when it was introduced to me, I went, "Oh man, this is what a great idea!" And it just had a domino effect. The the, the promoters loved it, yeah. and um, and what a what a night of of 
instead of going to a, a Michael Schenker group concert, you got to hear everything that he did, give or take, within <laughs> within within a two hour period. And uh, no, but as a fan, you got uh, what was it, twenty six yeah. songs or something crazy yeah. like that. I mean, <laughs> I you can't expect a singer to sing twenty six songs, but you say, hey, you're all you're each gonna do five. It's like perfect. Yeah. yeah. Don't blow my yeah. voice out. Fans are happy. Yeah. I know. And then you get a chance. Uh, uh, um, to perform backing vocals with both Gary and Graham and Doogie. It's just what a blast. What an absolute blast. And we had a blast doing it. And, and uh, uh, the best way to do it. Yeah. yeah. The best way to do it. Uh, before, before we wrap up, the last time we spoke, you had told me that in January of 2021, so a few months ago, you were supposed to start Black Swan 2. Did that happen? And where are we in that process? I am six songs in. As nice. Of, as of two weeks ago, um, I am uh, I'm in there. I'm digging in. I'm in the hole. I'm uh, putting it together. Reb and Jeff have done their homework. They pitched yep. it to me. Now I got to get mine done and pitch it back, and then we'll finish the rest of the songs. Yeah. Still, uh, still the same drummer. Matt Starr is still in there. Okay, yes. perfect. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and nobody's heard Matt sing yet, so I expect I would expect that uh, he'll be hovering <laughs> somewhere on the next one. Matt has a great voice. He's awesome. Uh, well, uh, since he plays with Ace Fraley, you can have him cover uh, Black Diamond or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have him do some Kiss songs. Uh, but just real quick, how important is Jeff Pilsen to that process? Is it, I mean, is Black Swan a, a team of four equals? Or the, the, is Jeff, because Jeff is just brilliant. He does all the instrumentation and all the production. I mean, he's yeah. he, he's a guy you want on your team. Yeah, well, well, I uh, he heads the production. He he heads he heads it. He he, he makes the call, um, and I'm very happy about it. You know, he didn't want to play bass on the damn thing to begin with. He just wanted to produce and and maybe co-write. And both Reb and I said, huh, no, no way, dude. You know, you're just going to lay out down all of these. Uh, supposedly rough guide bass parts and then have to show somebody how to do it, what you've already done, that's not going to happen. Hmm. And so he's going, no, 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 I need to stand back. And I go, no, you're, you're going to not stand back. You're going to stand in. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the way it should be. Uh, he needs to be, yeah. He's, he's, he produces, he mixes. Uh, he doesn't actually mix, Alessandro mixes. Um, but he produces and he puts it all together. And um, I am... Um, very happy with that. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, he's the he's the man of a of a thousand bands. Oh, dude, his I mean, his energy in the studio is is is. Listen, you, you, you can't keep up with him. <laughs> it, it is it is fair to say, if you and whether people want to argue or not, that he probably single handedly saved Foreigner because his energy and input got that team moving. Touche, touche, touche. Yeah, yeah, he's incredible. I hate him. He's just too good. He's just too good. <laughs> he, makes, he makes us look bad. And yeah. uh, let me just finish on this. Just quickly, looking back on the Shanker years, what did that time mean to you? And, and what did the, those moments mean, regardless of business dealings or just the music, the moment, the time, what it meant for your career? What did the Shanker years mean to Robin McCauley? Well, what an honor to play with one of the greatest guitar places, uh, players on the planet. Yeah, you know, and you know, uh, I'm 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 lucky enough that for my taste, Michael absolutely satisfies the fact that he's not just a brilliant guitar player, but he plays with so much passion. Yeah, and his melody sense perfect for singers. 
I mean, perfect for me. I mean, you know, when I came into the fold, you know, they, the management company, the record company, they wanted, you know, the commercial side of it. You know, you were pushed into, you know, we need the MTV, we need the VH1, because if you don't have that, you don't get the tours, and yada, yada, yada. And several times, you know, they'd go, no, I'm not hearing it yet, write another song, you know. So, you know, that's like play by numbers, write by numbers, you know. Um, but it got a foot in the door. It got us the MTV, got us the VH1s, got us the tours. Um, and it was huge for me. I mean, Snotty Nose Kid out of Ireland, you know. And now yeah. I, I did share the same label with Michael when I, in my Grand Prix days, we were all on Chrysalis Records. So he knew of me, you know. Um, he approached me in, in the beginning when I was still with Grand Prix. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. The fact that I didn't join first time around, it was probably a good thing. You know, a lot of people criticized me because uh, I made Michael Schenker too commercial. I always say, I didn't write the music, he did. <laughs> I just wrote the lyrics and the melody, you know. So um, I'm very happy about the period, a great period. Particularly loved the unplugged period. I absolutely loved it because it, it, we had a chance to strip down and go, this is how the song was written. Yeah. And, you know? And that, and that album great. sounds great, by the way. I mean, yeah, that, that, thank you. Yeah. And it's just funny, by the way, when fans say you've sold out. I mean, that's sort of the whole purpose. Your your, your purpose when you you know you're on a, a minor league baseball team is to make it to the major leagues. It's not to stay in the minors forever. Yeah, you're supposed to go out and win. <laughs> well, that, well, that's the thing. Yeah. So so you have albums on the charts and songs on the charts, and you're opening for bands, and you've got headlining yeah. tours. Yeah, that's, that's I know. kind of the know. that's kind of I the know. purpose. I know. I know. I know but you, you sold out. That. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know. Enough said on that. <laughs> yeah, and and I'll say this: uh, Lars Ulrich had the best uh, verse. Somebody said Metallica sold out. He goes, "Yeah, you're right. Stadiums, every yeah. show." <laughs> Touche. It's like Touché. done, done. Amen. Anyway. Amen. And that's the way it should be. And uh, we'll so at some point, we'll we'll talk about war games and GMT. That's another fun oh little. Oh my uh, god! Oh my god! I, I have it. I I, I bought it. Oh I god. I bought it recently. Cost me well, a fortune to get it on CD, but I did. God rest, God rest, filthy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, on that, of course, folks. Uh, Robin McCauley, standing on the edge, a streaming available man. everywhere, May seventh, twenty twenty one. Buy it, stream it, do whatever. Just go, go enjoy it. And, Thank you very much. Have a great weekend, my friends. You too, and always a pleasure. Merci beaucoup. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bonsoir. Bye -bye. Cheers. Bye bye. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Thank you.